Hello, honey, and welcome to the Healthy Emmy Podcast. I am your go-to nutritionist for plant-based weight loss and the creator of the eight-week Slim on Starch program. If you want to learn how to lose weight and keep it off on a plant-based diet, you've come to the right place. And the best part, it does not involve counting calories or restricting portions. This is the podcast version of my YouTube videos, so if you'd like to see the woman behind this voice, Proceed at your own caution and go to the show notes where you'll be directed to the Healthy Emmy YouTube channel. Otherwise, enjoy your commute, walk, workout, or whatever the heck it is that you're doing with just my voice on this podcast. We are going to do a traditional Q&A. Asked you guys some questions on Insta and let's go ahead and let's get into them. How to control binge eating. What is so important to note about binge eating is that binge eating is a symptom. It is always a symptom. It's like saying how to control bleeding. Well, of course you can put a bandaid over the cut, but really what you wanna do is stop cutting yourself in the first place. What you want to do with binge eating is not stop the binge eating, but cure the symptom. So the symptoms that I see for binge eating are usually some of the following. Restriction, under eating, and a need for emotional fulfillment. Restriction leads to binging, which leads to a feeling of guilt, which leads to restriction, which leads to hunger, which leads to binge eating, which leads to guilt, which leads to restriction, and so on the cycle goes. So a lot of the times people don't have a binge eating problem, they have a restriction problem. So what we do is not focus on the binge eating, we free you of the restriction, this is something that we do in my program, free you of the restriction so that you cure the symptom of the binge eating. The next thing that I see is people are under eating, whether intentionally or not, intentionally would fall into restriction, but sometimes people are unintentionally under eating. And then I look at their meals and I go, sister, you're totally not eating enough. And that's why you end up binge eating because your body just needs calories, it needs food, and it's driving you to just eat, 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 eat. And then the third thing is emotional fulfillment. What you need emotionally, you will never get from food. And whatever the problem is, the answer is not in the fridge. So sometimes we have to step back and ask ourselves, what am I really hungry for? And a lot of times it's not what you're eating, but it's what is eating you. Binge eating is a big, big umbrella term for so many things. So I would like to know you as an individual. And if you are hearing things and you're like, okay, this might be me, then go to healthyemmy.org so that you can apply to work with me and let's work this thing out. But this is a big, big, broad spectrum. And the number one thing to realize is that you're not broken, you're not doomed, you're not gonna be this way forever so long as you reach out for help. It's very, 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 very difficult to take care of binge eating on your own. When you're left to your own devices, you can get really stuck inside your own head and think that there's something wrong with you and then the cycle continues. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. Binge eating is an action, so let's just separate you from that action. Go to healthyemmy.org if you want more help with this because this is my jam. If it's all about caloric deficit, why is whole food plant-based so special? It's so special for that exact reason. 
Whole plant foods are the perfect matrimony between how many calories they have and how much they fill up your stomach. If you look at this image, you will see that when you eat whole plant foods, you naturally eat the amount of calories that are going to get you to a healthy body weight. So what's so great about whole plant foods is that you don't have to restrict your portion sizes and you don't have to restrict the volume of food that you're eating and you're not going to eat too many calories. With foods that aren't whole plant foods, they're so high in calories that you would have to restrict your portions in order to make sure that you're not eating too much of them. And if you were to eat until your stomach is full on those foods, then you'd be eating too many calories. But when you eat whole plant foods, they're so naturally low in calories, they're high in water and they're high in fiber so that you can eat them in abundance. You don't have to restrict or feel like you're under eating and you'll naturally eat the perfect amount of food for you. If you are currently overweight, by moving to a whole foods plant-based diet, you're able to still fill up your stomach with an abundance of food, but you put yourself into a caloric deficit. The other great thing about whole plant foods is that they boost your AMPK. AMPK is going to increase the mitochondria um, running of the cells, and as we know, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, which is going to increase your metabolism. So a whole foods plant-based diet on top of that does increase your metabolism. There were studies done in which individuals were eating a whole foods plant-based diet, and then other individuals were not eating a whole foods plant-based diet. They were eating a diet that had animal products, and it was found that those on the whole foods plant-based diet, although they were eating the same exact amount of calories, lost more weight than the individuals that weren't eating a whole foods plant-based diet, even though they were eating the same amount of calories. The power of plants is just unbelievable and they're delicious. You get to eat Hawaiian sweet potatoes. Why wouldn't you do that? What about cheat days? Like, I know I have a day where I can eat out with friends. Here is the thing. I don't like the word cheat days. I don't like that mentality that's very on the diet, off the diet, on the diet, off the diet. What we wanna do instead, and what we do in my program, is we have you create your signature system. Your signature system denotes the, the days and the times and the foods that you don't wanna swear off for the rest of your life, but during the Slim on Starch program, we call those later foods. They're not never foods, they're later foods. Why are they later foods? Because in order for you to have a signature system, and in order for you to have the 5% wiggle room that allows you to have some things here and there, your foundation has to be so, so strong. What I so often see people do is they get lost in the 5%, even though it's the 95% that matters, they're so fixated on the 5%. Like, what am I gonna do when I go to France? Like, how often are you going to France? What am I gonna do when I go to Italy? Like, how often are you going to Italy? What am I gonna do on my birthday? Your birthday is one day out of 365 days in a year. People get so lost in the 5%. What we want to do is double down, focus on that 95%, focus on that foundation, and that grants you the wiggle room to do what Whatever the heck you want in that 5%. I don't want you to just go into this with a cheat day mentality because then you're just swinging the pendulum back and forth. What we want to do instead is form a really, really strong foundation so that you can have that 5% wiggle room that you don't have to be so particular about. 
What do you think about vitamin supplements? I think that supplementation is appropriate if you have a blood test that says that you are deficient in something. I don't recommend blind supplementation, which is just supplementing for the fact of supplementing and just for the sake of it. Instead, I want you to actually get a blood test, see what it is that you're deficient in, and then go ahead and use supplements. I think that if you're on a vegan diet, you should supplement B12 no matter what, um, and I supplement B12. And then something else you might wanna watch out for is vitamin D. That can be low uh, because we can only get vitamin D from the sun if we are on a vegan or vegetarian diet, and so that can be low, and supplementation of that could be necessary as well. But the bottom line here is that I don't believe in blind supplementation. I believe that supplementation is necessary if there are deficiencies as proven by your blood work. Are fruits bad to lose weight? No. What's bad to lose weight is if you're only eating fruit or if you're not eating starch and vegetables. Starch and vegetables should be the majority of your intake. Dr. McDougall says to limit fruit to two times per day if you wanna lose the maximum amount of weight. But what I don't wanna say is that. I don't wanna say limit your fruit to two times per day because then people eating donuts think that fruit is bad for them, which is so not the case. The thing about fruit in comparison to starch and vegetables is that it doesn't give you that satiety. So I find that people can sort of eat fruit the day is long, but when it comes to starch and vegetables, that's what really makes people feel full for, feel full for hours and hours after, but fruit is going to give you that quick, fast energy. So if you're like an athlete or if you're on your toes and you know, you need some quick, fast energy, fruit is fantastic. I love fruit. I eat fruit every single day, but if you're looking to lose weight, I wouldn't have the majority of your intake be fruit. I would have the majority of your intake be vegetables and starch. Do you eat greens with your oats in the morning, 50-50 plate? So I'm at the point where I am not under eating on vegetables. A lot of people struggle with their weight and weight loss because they're under eating on vegetables. If I was in a position where I needed to lose weight or I was having, if I was struggling with my weight and I was gaining weight uncontrollably, something along those lines, then I would make sure that every time I sat down, I was eating vegetables, but I don't need to do that. I eat such an abundance of vegetables that I can have oatmeal without vegetables. I don't like to have oats and vegetables together. I like my oatmeal to be my oatmeal and I like my veggies to be my veggies with my starch. Um, and so like veggies and potatoes, bring it on. Veggies, just veggies, bring it on. But oats, I like my oats just as my oats. So I don't add cauliflower to my oats or zucchini to my oats, but I don't need to. I don't need to lose weight. Um, I'm not gaining weight and trying to keep that from happening. So I like my oats just as my oats. I personally do not. I always recommend that my clients are eating vegetables when they sit down for a meal, in which case my clients are usually eating vegetables. Breakfast ideas besides oats. I don't like the taste or consistency. Honey, you don't have to eat oats. You can eat any food at any time per day. In, ri in rice, they eat Asia for breakfast. In Asia, they eat rice for breakfast. So why don't you eat rice for breakfast? If that's a little bit too much for you, what I suggest doing instead is starting with a breakfast potato hash or home fries. So you can do hash browns on the skillet and throw in whatever you would throw into an omelet, throw it in with all those hash browns or throw it in with the home fries. Make sure that it is oil free, but anything that you would put into an omelet, 
Put that alongside some veggies and you have yourself a breakfast that you would get at a diner. But remember, we don't have to eat oats at breakfast. We don't have to have fruit as a snack. We don't have to reserve rice and beans for dinner. You can eat rice and beans for breakfast. And I have a lot of clients that come from a Latina background who say, you're telling me I can eat rice and beans for breakfast? I used to do that. I grew up doing that. And now I can do it again. And they say, yes, you can do it again. So take a page out of my client's book, have some rice and beans for breakfast. Have some quinoa for breakfast. Have some potatoes for breakfast. You can eat any meal at any time of day. You could even have, if you're a person that's like, what can I have for dinner? I don't like rice. Have oats for dinner. It doesn't matter. Eat any food at any time per day. What we need to let go of is that certain foods are breakfast foods, certain foods are lunch foods, certain foods are dinner foods. That is silly. That is antiquated. We are dropping from our head into our body and we are not going to use cultural or societal norms to tell us when to eat and what to eat. We're going to use our body to tell us when to eat and what to eat. After I reach my goal, how much does one increase their calories to maintain or to grow muscle? So if you want to maintain, there's a couple of things that you have to keep in mind. You're in a smaller body now and a smaller body requires less calories to run. So if you increase your calories and you go back to the way that you were eating before, you could end up gaining weight because you're in a smaller body now and that smaller body doesn't need as many calories in order to run. So be careful with that. Be careful with just increasing the amount that you're eating. Some people do need to increase the amount that they're eating because they're in such a huge caloric deficit to lose weight. If you're looking to build muscle, you have to be in a caloric surplus. And if you want to build muscle, you're going to have to gain some fat along with it. This is totally individualized and I don't know anything about you. All I know is what I can see from your Instagram photo. So if you want more personalized help, apply to work with me. Otherwise, that's the generalized info that I can give you. Does carb intake really not matter for weight loss if you're still in a calorie deficit? So long as you're in a calorie deficit, you're going to be losing weight, but I don't like to teach people to count calories and to restrict portions. I like to teach people how to nourish their bodies on a whole foods plant-based diet and eat an abundance of food and get themselves in a, into a caloric deficit without them noticing. So to answer your question, no, it doesn't matter. You could be eating Twinkies and lose weight, but I'm not going to teach people to eat Twinkies and lose weight because that's not healthy. I always say that when you look when you go for health you lose weight as a side effect when you go for weight loss you lose health as a side effect this question says to me that weight loss is the goal so you're gonna lose health you're going to lose health if just weight loss is the focus whether that be mental health emotional health or if you're restricting and eating very small portions of highly processed foods then you could lose some physical health as well um, so that's my answer to that one I have 10 pounds to lose, not loose. And I'm whole foods plant-based. I only eat veggies, fruit, and dates. Any suggestions? Well, dates are extremely calorically dense, 1,200 calories per pound. So you could sit down and have two pounds of dates and that's 2,400 calories. Or you could have two pounds of potatoes and that's 600 calories. So I would recommend to get rid of the dates and increase your veggie and starch consumption um, as opposed to eating the dried fruit because that is really calorically dense. Woo!
Thanks for listening, honey. Come say hi at Healthy Emmy on Instagram and join our private Facebook group, The Healthy Honeys, where you can get started losing weight on a plant-based lifestyle. I'll see you in there and everything is linked in the show notes. Mwah!